Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Front Office U podcast. We have another great episode of Sport Management U Sundays for you guys today. Uh, before we get into our special guest on the podcast, I would like to introduce my awesome co-host for today's show, Victor Anderson. Joining me today, MLS Seattle Sounders employee. Victor, how are you doing today, man? I am doing well. We're we're excited to, to be able to get back to these and kind of get back to the the community. So I'm I'm pumped just as you are. Uh, I wish our playoffs went a little bit further, but you always got next year. All we got next year for the uh, Seattle Sounders. And yeah, like Victor said, back on the uh, sport management, you uh, Sundays episodes. We always love interviewing other people that are currently students uh, in the sports industry, since that primarily is, uh, you know, the people that are listening to this podcast, people looking to get more information about what it's like to work in sports, how they can get experience uh, while they're still in college. And uh, we have a very special guest on the show today, Lucas Oyala on the podcast, student at Brigham Young University in Idaho. Uh, Lucas, how you doing today? Welcome on to the podcast. I'm good, guys. Thanks for thanks so much for having me. Super excited to be here with you. Yeah, same here. We're excited to have you on uh, as well. We know you have uh, a really awesome story, which we're going to kind of dive into uh, a lot of the different areas and and even some of your uh, internship experiences you've gotten, um, you know, while you're still in college here. But uh, let's kind of, you know, paint the picture a little bit. I'll pass it off to Victor to kind of get us going in terms of some of your background uh, as it relates to sports. Awesome. Absolutely. We're excited uh, to have you here, Lucas. Uh, the first question we always like to ask our guests, something that I find very interesting as well as being able to connect more personally, is what kind of sports did you play when you were younger? What kind of really drew you into wanting to look into work in sports? Yeah. So thanks for asking. Um, I've been a huge, huge sports fan my whole life. Um, you asked me to do a long division problem in my head. Can't do it. But you asked me to name stuff about college football or the NBA or soccer, or the Olympics or stuff like that. And I'm your, I'm your guy. I grew up playing rec soccer. And then I was a high school swimmer. And I played a little bit of lacrosse as well. So, yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of sports there. I, I was never the, the swimmer. I give you credit for that. I feel like it's such a tough to go back and forth. And, um, you know, I was always last when I was swimming. So I, I give you credit for that as well as, you know, being around sports. I'm same with you. Math equations, not my thing. But when it comes to sports and knowing kind of the background stats and, um, you know, I'm right there with you. Uh, when it comes to, to sports, though, obviously you have to choose a college in your career. Um, what kind of led you to go to BYU? Um, was there anything behind the scenes that kind of really pushed you to to go there and uh, pursue a career um, on that end? Yeah. So most of you, if you didn't know, Brigham Young University actually has like three separate campuses. There's BYU, which is here in Provo, Utah. They're like your your Big Twelve school, like like that kind of stuff, like that. And then there's BYU Idaho, which is where I go, um, but I currently attend online. I went last year in Rexburg, Idaho. And I just thought it was way too cold. So I was like, yeah, never again. Like after having to go to class in in minus 40, I was like, I was done. I was done. Um, and then there's a campus in Hawaii. I kind of drew the short straw, the short straw, but you know, it's okay. Um, BYU Idaho and BYU Hawaii actually don't have athletic programs, which is kind of contradictory for someone who wants to work in sports one day so 
I just became a business management student. I attended last year in person and I currently attend online. So I, I went to BYU Idaho because I couldn't get into BYU in Provo, but that's okay. Um, so yeah. Everyone's story is different, right? You don't have the same. And I didn't even know that there's three different, uh, you know, BOIUs per se of, you know, locations and everything. I think that's very unique to, to know. I honestly only, you know, looked at like kind of D1, but now seeing yeah. that there's different, you know, kind of avenues you can go to um, and being able to, to do it online, you didn't like the negative 40 degree weather, which I know Ryan and myself, you know, being big hockey guys, we, we try to tough it out, but yeah, negative 40 is probably not ideal by any means. Um, but, you know, being able to, to go be to BYU um, in, in Idaho there, like what was some experiences that you've gotten, even when it comes to online um, and then what kind of avenues have you kind of looked into trying to dive into and potentially be in uh, when it comes to the sports industry? So when I was there in person last year, I took a class called intramural management because we didn't have like we didn't have competitive athletic programs. We have one of the largest intramural sports programs in the country. Um, and I took a class where my job was to help kind of run the whole intramural program I'm more so like I want to go into operations one day like I'm very I have ADHD like crazy and so the thought of you know being able to do something different every day like that is one of those things that really really appealed to me and so that's why I did operations I did online um I chose to go online after talking to a friend who currently works for LAFC um who's also an online college student. And he was like, yeah, like, especially in the sports industry, kind of like the work experience that you get is almost as paramount as the classroom experience that you get. I was like, well, I'm not going to gain any relevant work experience at a little town in the middle of nowhere, Idaho, that doesn't have any sort of sports. So might as well go online. And that's kind of a, you know, a great transition of being able to to have someone in the sports industry that's kind of told you, hey, like experience is everything. I think we can always uh, bring that back. Obviously, classes are important as well. But when it comes to experience, no one's going to ask you if, hey, did you did take a you know a sports management class when you're in college? Like there's no questions like that. And um, nothing against LAFC. I mean, they're a great organization and maybe they'll be able to go back to back, but was there anyone else kind of when you were in college that kind of helped you look to the path of operations? I know you said with, um, you know, ADHD having that, it helps you trying to constantly be doing things differently. Um, was there any kind of other mentors along the way that's kind of helped you shaped into what it comes to in like the future uh, with the operation side? Yeah, no, for sure. So I'm originally, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. I'm a huge Portland Timbers fan. So Victor, as a, as a Sounders employee, I don't, I got no hate. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but I, uh, like, I really like talking to people. Like, that's one of my passions. And in 2022, in 2022, in uh, Portland was hosting their MLS preseason. I uh, I went down to, to Providence Park and and went to go watch a few games. Um, and I was able to meet the director of team administration for Real Salt Lake. And I just, you know, we we got into contact. I've I've reached out to him a few times. I've had the opportunity to go out to Salt Lake and job shadow him. 
and after job shadowing him and connecting with him and I have a really good friend who's also in that same position at the San Jose Earthquakes who also went to BYU so that was a cool connection to be able to make um just like those guys you know after being able to connect with them and learn from them that's kind of one of the reasons why I decided to go into operations. I was like, look, it's something different every day. One day you're doing transfer clearance. Next day you're doing road trips and, and all that kind of stuff. So. I uh, totally agree with that. And before I pass it to Ryan, your kind of follow-up question for that. Do you see yourself working in like the soccer operations side or another sport? Um, what's the answer there? I guess I should say. Oh, definitely, definitely soccer operations. I've been a huge soccer fan my whole life. Um, and when I discovered I wasn't good enough to make a career out of it playing professionally, I discovered I could make a career out of it working in it. And, you know, after after doing that, I was like, wow, like that would totally, totally be something I would be interested in. And so far, you know, my experiences and stuff have have proven me right. Yeah, and I'm glad to, glad to hear that. And it's a great kind of transition here to, to pass over to Ryan because, you know, Ryan does do a lot of the operation side on the hockey side. Uh, yeah. but I'll pass along here to, to Ryan to ask his questions here. Yeah, thanks, Victor. Yeah, super excited to kind of dive into that. And you already kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, Lucas, and talking about, you know, getting that experience outside of the classroom and having that be super valuable. And I think especially in the operations space, um, you know, that is very much the case. You know, it's very hard to learn how to uh, plan a road trip with meals and travel and hotels in a class versus actually going out there and doing it, for example. And that's just obviously one of the many different areas you can have in operations. But before we kind of dive into your internship you have now with the Red Wolves, I wanted to ask you first about your experience you had with the Portland Timbers you mentioned being a big fan and you had an experience uh, to work with them as a fan experience attendant you know talk me first through how did you find out about this opportunity you know to be able to work in the MLS for you know one of your favorite clubs and um, what did you kind of gain out of that experience looking back yeah so um I kind of applied for a few different internships with the club this summer because you know might as well go home for the summer and get an internship if I can Unfortunately, I did not get any of them, but because, you know, they had more people who were qualified and, and stuff like that. And honestly, those positions I applied for were positions I wasn't super interested in. I just think it would have been good work experience. But a few of the people who they were like, oh, you should go work on our fan experience team. I was like, yeah, OK, why not? I think it'd be fun. Um, Basically, they're like the equivalent of like an usher, like a guest attendant kind of thing. My first game was the 4-1 win over the Seattle Sounders back in March. It was incredible. It was incredible. As someone who's wanted to go watch the Timbers play the Sounders, being paid to do it was not a bad way to, to get that kind of thing done. Um, just kind of over that, I – you know, I learned various different parts of the stadium. I became skilled in like, like your security kind of, kind of stuff, like guest, guest experience, like wheelchair escorts, just helping them have a good time, you know, um, safety, like ticketing operations and stuff like that. Um, they discovered pretty early on that I could speak Spanish and so they threw me into the um, the visiting sections pretty early on. I was in the visiting section for both of our League's Cup games this summer, which was 
that was an experience in and of itself. Um, LAFC, they were an experience. Uh, yeah, just like kind of gaining various, various different aspects of stadium operations and stuff like that. And really, I got to network with some pretty incredible people over the course of that period, like our general manager, our club CEO, you know, various team operations personnel, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's a really good story too. And I feel like I've heard mixed opinions on people that work in sports when they say like, how valuable is it to just kind of quote, you know, put your foot in the door, or get your foot in the door. But this was obviously an example that was really beneficial to you. You were able to work for an organization that you were very interested in. You're able to meet other people and network with them as you talked about. And, um, you know, just kind of get some initial experience before you're able to kind of transition now to your internship uh, with the Utah Red Wolves, where you're able to kind of more focus on that operation side, get a little bit more direct experience for where you're kind of hoping to take your career long term. And, um, you know, the operations world, you know, I know there's so many different things. It's changing every day as you kind of hit on. So I'd like to kind of dive through these, uh, you know, different tasks and responsibilities you have as a part of your internship uh, and kind of hear, you know, what you would say about, um, you know, the experience you've gained in them. So I guess starting with the video side, um, you know, video analysis is obviously something that um, I would say is a, a little bit more on the fun side of the operations world where you're able to kind of really dive in deep on terms of, you know, what is your team doing out there? How can you help your coaching staff be a little bit more efficient with breaking things down or, you know, getting them the video that they so covet, um, at least in terms of some of my responsibilities, that's been the case. But for you, you know, now in that internship that you have now, talk me through a little bit about some of the experience you've gotten on the video side so far. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, it's, it's actually really, really simple. We use a platform called VO. I know it's primarily a soccer specific platform used mostly at like the grassroots and lower league levels. Um, basically what we do is we set up our VO camera. It films the game. Then like, it's got like some AI integration type thing that'll go down and break things down and clip them and stuff. And I have obviously our coaching staff as a game model that we follow and I will go in there I'll look at things like look at things specifically that weren't tagged by the AI. So, for example, our head coach really likes finding like moments we've lost the ball, um, where we won the ball, like so your quote unquote transition moments right there, uh, set pieces. So like your corner kicks, free kicks, and he really likes it when I break them down into like was this an in in swinging free kick or an out swinging free kick and stuff like that, and then. Um, goals obviously just like what happened where they came from what part of the goal they went into and how like the build-up happened so pretty simple stuff like that um we're trying to get it set up to where we could do live coding either like for me in a press box or me down on the bench like just right now super basic stuff like that and then I will clip them. I'll put them into our Google Drive folder that our athletes have access to. And then occasionally we will have review meetings where I'll put clips and stuff into a PowerPoint presentation and we'll talk about them. 
Yeah, uh, that's awesome. How uh, you know, hearing how you break that down, I think it's really interesting too. As technology continues to evolve, like you said, there's some AI assistance that's able to help you down, but you're able to kind of fill in the gaps on. Okay, this is actually something that's missing. Here's where I can kind of fill some void and some value to our coaching staff. You know, in real time. Um, you know, I think of that a lot of times in my job as well. Um, you know, I am live coding in games for hockey on that side of things, but there's still, um, you know, after we run the video analysis that we get, uh, you know, there's little things we're missing, such as like you know, average shift length for example, is a, is a big one for, for our coaching staff here at Colgate. So um, I think that is, you know, a really good combination of combining the video, your analysis, your ability to break down, you know, the game or the sport you're talking about, and then communicating with your coaching staff uh, to make sure that you're able to kind of implement those things and, um, you know, help out the team rather than, you know, just kind of looking at interesting numbers. It's nice to see when that, um, you know, takes shape and you're able to impact the game uh, a little bit more on that front. So I'm glad you're able to talk on that, Lucas. You know, as mentioned, there's so many different things in operations. We'll kind of keep rolling through them. So Sports science, that one was kind of one that caught my eye uh, in terms of some of your responsibilities that you have um, right now with the Red Wolves. Talk about that a little bit. How does uh, how does sports science kind of impact, um, you know, some of the different responsibilities you have right now? Yeah, so I currently work with our, our academy director, and then we have a head of human performance who will come in a couple of times a week to do like, you know, like an SNC type session. Um, but for us, I that's still not something I fully developed, fully set up because we, so we use uh, catapult GPS vests over the course of our games. Um, well, we're supposed to be using them. We just don't have any of the login info for it. Cause yeah. So I'm currently trying to figure out how to set that up. Basically it's been a lot of like learning on like load management session programming, stuff like that. I just hope to one day implement, implement that into it. So we'll see. We'll see when that comes. Yeah, always an evolving thing. I, I think it's interesting that, you know, it even is something that um, is kind of a part of your opportunity. And, and we talked about earlier how, um, you know, it's a little bit of a small staff. So you're able to kind of have uh, some of those impact with, uh, you know, with the people you're working with, rather than say, if you were working at, you know, the MLS level, you know, there's just a lot more people, a lot more moving parts that kind of go into it. So it's a cool opportunity you have there um, to get involved with the sports science. And then uh, some of the logistics as well, the soccer operations, you know, more of kind of the off the field side of things yeah. that, uh, you know, if people people aren't talking about them. That means you're kind of doing your job, right? So uh, talk a little bit about some of those, uh, you know, behind the scenes soccer operations that you're involved in as well. Yeah. So I meet with our, um, our Academy director. Uh, usually, I mean, we're in contact every day. Um, and I just work right now on, on planning these larger events. Like for example, tomorrow I'm sending 25, between like 20 and 25 people up to Boise, Idaho for a UPSL playoff game. That's not something that, that's not a trip I'm going on, unfortunately, but I had to, you know, I had to create the travel itinerary and I had to, you know, do the Google maps and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so one of the main things I do with them is I do a lot of trip planning. So we have one, potentially one more playoff trip this year. They're going to Tampa, Florida next week for uh a championship tournament for the USL Academy. And, um, but I may be planning a trip to San Francisco here in a couple of weeks. So I've been in touch with my friend at the San Jose earthquakes, just about like, you know, traveling to the Bay area and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of, you know, contacting potential hotels and potential airlines and stuff like that. And then a lot of like, just general, like tomorrow we're doing a pro combine for the professional team that we're affiliated with. 
in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so, like, I'm picking up a kid from his airport hotel and I'm taking him to the facility and stuff like that. And just a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes logistical type stuff like that. I help with, like, registration, tournaments, you know, match day kind of stuff. I don't know. It's it's kind of a – it's too big of an umbrella to, to talk about. Yeah, 100%. And I can relate to pretty much everything you just said in, in my role, you know, working in hockey operations as well. It's kind of just whatever comes up. You need to go mail some stuff. You know, you're going to the post office and you're sending it out. It, it's really just whatever kind of comes up that you need to be able to help with. And, um, you know, the better you are at communicating and reaching out to other people you work with, uh, you know, the more opportunities and the more they'll trust you and uh, the more they, you know, can see your work ethic. If, um, you know, if they can rely on you to get things done, you know, you're going to get asked to do a lot of those different things like reaching out to hotels or driving someone the airport things like that um that like i said you know you don't always see it you know when you're just out there watching a soccer match but uh kind of on that note lastly to kind of wrap us up in terms of your internship uh you talked about earlier how kind of your career goals you want to stay in soccer you want to work in soccer operations it's changing on a daily basis but i guess specifically when you look at a home game day talk about what is your schedule like uh when you have a home game day where are some of your responsibilities where is your head at and and uh how do you kind of handle those um when you have those specific days coming up as it relates to you know a home match day yeah no for sure so i uh unfortunately i live about an hour away from our facility so i leave about uh probably about two and a half hours before before kickoff starts um and i'm listed technically i'm listed as an assistant coach on our on our match day roster but i really take care of all the administrative tasks and stuff like that for match days so i'll go like i'll print out our substitution cards because you know that's a big thing in soccer i'll make sure that's there i'll do um i'll bring our game day rosters for both the officials and the opposing team i'll go i'll exchange that with whoever their administrator for the opposing team is and then i'll meet with the refs i you know i'm on the bench doing like kind of kind of whatever stuff they needed like we had a a couple weeks ago we had a goalkeeper our starting goalkeeper was not on the game day roster and so i had to go run to the nearest truck stop and i begged them i was like look please print this for me (laughs) luckily they did um so i make sure just kind of like the whole whole place is in compliance teams are in compliance i'll help out with equipment if needed so like shagging balls during warm-ups sometimes i'll help with the goalkeepers um it's fairly chill it's a fairly fairly chill environment um and then yeah i'll just kind of help take down at the end of the match luckily like our first team our usl2 team isn't in season right now so Academy game days are kind of, kind of more relaxed, thankfully. So, yeah. No, that's uh, that's awesome to hear. Uh, I, I'm glad that uh, you know, if all things are going right, it's a chill day, right? But you still have those days come up. Oh, we don't have our goalie. We got to go rush and get this printed off. There's still those moments where it's you know, slight panic. Where you're like, okay, I still have time. How do I handle this? How can I get this done? And um, that's really just kind of what comes up in the operations world. Uh, you know, it, it you could say day to day, week to week, but it's almost kind of hour to hour, minute to minute in a lot of those situations too. When it comes to some of those urgency and and deadline moments too. Oh, totally. Totally. But those those moments where you kind of get thrown into the fire, those moments where you really 
as an operations per like personnel are are able to um to kind of prove your worth. 100%. So yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and other people can see that too. And over a long period of time, you know, you earn more responsibility and trust of people. Oh yeah, I can ask Lucas to go get this done. I know it's going to happen um, and, and we'll be all good to go. So um, love hearing that. It, it seems like it's an amazing internship experience you're getting. Uh, I know for me, um, you know, I do a lot of those things on a daily basis now in, in a hockey operations role. So um, it's interesting to see how some of that compares to, to soccer as well and, and definitely can, you know, help you well for after you graduate. So kind of on that note, you know, you touched on earlier how you want to kind of continue down this path. And um, it's awesome that soccer operations is kind of right up your alley. But um, where do you kind of see yourself in terms of your kind of long term career goals? I guess where specifically would you want to kind of end up where you're able to work in a soccer operations type role uh, to kind of impact a, a team or an organization that way? What, what's kind of running through your head in terms of where you kind of hope to take things, um, you know, long term for your career? Yeah, 100 percent. So you know, one of the cool things about my current internship is just like the ability I've had to customize, like just my learning experience. And I've really been able to gain both like uh, an insight because like the, the player, like the video analysis kind of stuff is more like insight to the technical recruiting and, and stuff like, like the technical side of the game. I've been able to help out with recruitment and then obviously the operations. And my goal one day is to eventually be like, like either like a sporting director or like a general manager kind of kind of position somewhere in the MLS. If I uh, could choose, I would return home, go to Portland, you know, run the club one day. That's like, that's the dream. Like that's the ultimate career goal. But as of right now, you know, I'm kind of open to wherever life takes me. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's a good mentality and mindset to have too. And I feel like I can relate on a lot of personal notes to that too. You know, I got into hockey myself, you know, just following the NHL, just following the Chicago Blackhawks, similar to you, you know, getting into it with Portland and the MLS. And, um, you know, it, sure, I would love to work for that team. But along the way, you know, I'm working in lower levels. I worked in junior hockey. Now I'm working in college hockey, you know, for you working in, you know, USL League Two, you know, you kind of got to work your way up, but taking on a lot of responsibilities, it can kind of create some of those leadership and transferable skills skills for you to kind of eventually end up getting there one day, uh, even if you know, you know, it's not going to happen, you know, by the end of the year in one month or anything like that. So um, loved hearing that uh, in terms of your career goals and, and definitely seems like you're on a, a really bright path here, Lucas. So um, just kind of wrapping up our podcast here, we like to kind of end our question or end off our podcast um, just by giving our listeners a little bit better insight to you. But my question for you is uh, we talked on, you know, some mentors earlier. What would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you've been given so far uh, in your career? Wow. Um, you know, after, um, you know, my job shadow experience that I had with the team at Real Salt Lake, I, uh, you know, and just like network, like network, try new things, do things that scare you. Like, I didn't know I like, you know, I didn't really want to work in stadium operations, like fan experience kind of stuff like that, but it was a really good experience and talk to people like the sports industry is built on connections, is built on relationships and is built on work. So like make relationships that matter, make relationships that last and just have fun while you're doing it. Like, look, we work in sports. We're not, you know, sitting behind a desk all day. Like what more fun could be? 
Yeah, absolutely. That, that's amazing advice and all things we like to encourage on this podcast really fits in the theme of what we're trying to pass along um, to a lot of our listeners. So um, really well said by you, Lucas. With that, I'll pass it off to Victor uh, to kind of wrap us up with uh, with one last question from him as well. My question's obviously a little bit different, but big soccer guy here, so I have to ask this question. Um, <laughs> when it comes to, say this happens, you're the sporting director for um, your Portland Timbers, uh, you're playing against the Sounders um, for the final. I know, right? When you think about it, that can't, fit, you know, really work. But in an ideal world, it works. Western Conference Final, we'll say. Correct, correct. West, okay, Western Conference Finals. You can't play at at Lumen, and you can't play where the the Timbers play. Where would you play to have that match um, to be able to experience that excitement? You know, um, not LA. Because you know, LA hates both Seattle and Portland. Um, I don't know. Like honestly, I don't know. Like that's a really tough question. Um, I don't know. Maybe somewhere like, I don't know, like Denver. Maybe I don't know. Just like still somewhere in the West. Okay, I was gonna say it could be anywhere in the world. So I mean, you could even say you know Barcelona's. Oh, I mean, Madrid. Anyway. Madrid. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Are you a real Madrid fan then? Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. Well, I'm a Barcelona fan, so we're, we're constantly just going back and forth here at this it's, point. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's, uh, it's all right. The, the messy effect, as you can imagine, <laughs> has taken effect here. So, uh, Oh, 100%. It'll be uh, interesting to, to see how that plays out here for, for next year. But um, before we wrap up the podcast here, anything you want our listeners to know as well as um, how they can reach you? Um, when it comes to furthering the conversation? Yeah, so you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I learned from from anyone. I, I connected with Victor a while ago, I think, and we had a brief conversation, and then Ryan as well. And, you know, LinkedIn, I do a sports business newsletter. I'm not super consistent just because my life is absolutely crazy, but I can send a link out to that as well. So yeah, LinkedIn, my newsletter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm moderately funny. So I I can send that out as well. And then just, yeah, have fun. Do what you're passionate about and work really hard. So that's what I'd have to say. Uh, well, well said. I I agree with that. Have fun. There's long nights, long days, and you know, for you, you're driving people from the airport to to get to you know on time, and um, living an hour away. I can imagine you know shows how passionate you are to to do it. So, uh, with that, we are happy to um, close out here with Lucas. Uh, again, reach out to Lucas. We'll also have his newsletter on there as well, um, so you guys can further conversation. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you.